Uh, how you doing? Doing good. It's a good morning. It's it is a good, a good morning. morning. It's a good morning to yeah. finish off this mediathon, right? Put it in the yeah. damn ground and bury yeah. it. Finish it off right. We got that's uh, right. A couple <laughs> movies. A couple we got films. They are films. It's yeah. cold outside. It's cold outside. It's also cold oh, in hell. You know, it's, it's a great cold outside. day in hell because these these uh, bodies, the bodies of all these movies we watch, are going to be buried six feet under today, folks, because we're finishing it off. Does that make any sense? Yes, it does. Metaphorically, we're moving on to newer pastures. It's November now. Halloween is over. And you here we are still talking about horror movies one last time. Of course, until later on when Can't we let it talk die. about another horror movie. I mean, no. horror movies are not specifically just Halloween things, right? You can watch a horror movie any time of the yeah. year you want. Anytime you want oh, to yeah, be scared. Yeah. Of course. But I think we're a bit horrored out, you know? Yeah. It's been a I lot. It's been a lot of horror movies. I'm it, I'm scared of the thought of watching another one right now. <laughs> That's what they want. <laughs> hey, so that means the marathon worked. You're not like a cold husk of a man who doesn't feel anything. Because not only did we watch these 10 horror movies, we also, you know, on our own, I'm sure we watched our own separate horror movies. So yes. that's just like yeah. adding even more to the mix, right? Speaking of stuff that we're not going to talk about in the podcast, what have you been, fellas... What have you been, fellas? Did I just say that? Ooh, what what, been <laughs> what have fellas? you, fellas, been consuming? Let's just let's get it over with early on. Um, oh, you're chewing on a thing like a mouse. Have chewing you been on, eating? I'm chewing on Watchdogs. Oh, is that Ooh. your new Avengers? You guys yeah, talk about every Avengers. week. Every week, nice. terrific. I'm, well, I'm happy about that. I'm well, happy last, for you. That's good. That's good. Last week I hardly played it, but uh, last time I recorded, right? We recorded out. like two days ago, right? <laughs> Did I talk about it then? I, I think, think we talked about. Uh, I think you talked about it a little, like a little. You mentioned oh, it. Right. The passing yeah. of time has been uh, a, a barely even a minute. Okay, we we literally just recorded, so there's probably not much we've been doing that we haven't already talked about. Uh, yeah, Watch Dogs. The open world is very fun. It's just fun to. I haven't had this much fun in open world since like. I was a kid playing Destroy All Humans. That's awesome. Which is That's good. Fun. Like That's high praise. Yeah. yeah. Like I've never like especially recently been one to like just fuck around in like Grand Theft Auto. Like I don't I don't find it fun to just be like, I wanna see how many cars I can blow up. But yeah. like in, in this game it's like interesting to just like walk around and read people's shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know, it's fun. That's good. It kind of captures that because I remember in Grandpa Thado just playing just to get chased by cops, and that would be hours of my day done. Yeah, it's like, well, so you, car chases. You're saying they fulfilled the Watchdogs' promise that they had with the first game of actually yes. being able to hack any hack the world, hack the world, hack the planet. There, there's some stuff that's missing from the other games, but I think, I think it's better than the other ones. So sometimes it can be a little buggy. The driving isn't good. Driving's like horrendous, and I can't tell whether it's a problem with the driving or just that London is very cramped and there's not a lot of room. Gotcha. Like the like every road is like two lanes, and like one's yeah. going one way and one's going the other way, and then so, sidewalk. So like I'm constantly trying to avoid hitting people because like in this game, hitting people. 
they could be good or they could be like related to somebody that you want to recruit and then <laughs> you, if you, but kill, you like, kill them if you kill someone's brother they won't join you so like <laughs> that's that's nuts that's <laughs> wild that's cool yeah, yeah. i want to check that out i want to play yeah that. It, yeah. it makes it where like every time you like blow up a car or like accidentally hit somebody who's on a motorcycle you're like oh fuck like just before we recorded i was i accidentally like swerved off the road and i hit one of the people i had recruited's husband on the street <laughs> out of all the people them. <laughs> right and they have <laughs> they have schedules so like i don't know it was weird out of all the people i fucking killed the husband the small world man <laughs> yeah wow I'm assuming other there are no children in the game. No children <laughs> okay. or animals. No animals. You can't no recruit animals. a dog. No. Damn. That name's uh, is false advertising. Then I can't watch dogs. What about you, Nathan? Right. Any anything? Um, I played Day of the Tentacle yesterday. I beat it in a sitting. It's good. Fun <laughs> little Tim Schafer point and click. Silly. Um, I watched the music. Short? Yeah, it's it took me like three hours. Oh, wow! Yeah, it, but it's good. Yeah, I'd say it's worth it. And then I watched a music documentary called Breadcrumb Trail about the band Slint. Um, it was kind of about the punk scene in Louisville, uh, Kentucky, in like the early '90s. It's it was pretty rad. I, I'd recommend that. It's free on YouTube, oh, so yeah. you can just watch it for fun without what was it called? paying. Breadcrumb? Breadcrumb Trail. Yeah, Slint is an amazing like band, kind of like shoegazy stuff, but spoken word, it's interesting. Uh, I watched uh, the uh, the new Coppola, <clears throat> Sofia Coppola on the Rocks, the Apple TV movie that stars uh, Bill Murray and Rashida Jones, and it was, it was fine. It was it was a nice you know sweet uh, film. Uh, good, good father and daughter relationship. I mean, that is like, you know, that's the core of the movie, and that's like the main focus and pretty much the bulk of it <laughs> about uh, their relationship. Mm-hmm. And uh, the the plot is is barely anything. I mean, it's just it's it's so basic. It's just uh, Rashida Jones thinks her husband is cheating on her, and her dad kind of pushes her to like investigate, and uh, you know. It's it's sweet. It's it's nice to see Bill Murray and <laughs> Rashida Jones together in a movie. I guess <laughs> they're they're fun. Uh, Bill Murray's character feels like something from the eighties, uh, for sure. He's like a a classic man, right? Like a, <laughs> which means really he's just misogynist. Yeah, it seems like like she's explored that on that movie somewhere. And Rashida before. Jones, Rashida Jones is kind of like the same performance she gives in anything she's in mm-hmm. i'm not saying i don't like rashida jones I, I, she's a I, I like rashida jones uh she's but she is very she's, much the same she's very re- reactive she's a reactive actress where it's, it's like what did you just say you know <laughs> yeah. like did you really Holy just say shit. that yeah <laughs> uh but yeah it was it was fine you know it's a nice little movie good date night movie you know fairly basic mm-hmm. simple you know, easy to watch. Yeah, an easy watch, nice and charming. The two of them together are nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, 
let's get into stuff that's not nice. The stuff that makes you you uh you want to turtle shit your fucking pants. Makes you want to oh yeah. my god, blow out my diaper. Put on hard. a diaper, folks. <laughs> before you watch either of these films because you will release your bowels. Okay, I'm just yeah. saying that. One last time. Okay. Two times actually because there's two movies here. We got to get into two. our films. Now, which one of you wants to introduce or should I introduce? I don't know. I want to do Pontypool. Okay, you do Pontypool. Nathan, you do go, you want to? You go for Jug Face. Yeah, you. You got this. <clears throat> jug Face. The pit has spoken. It is an honor to be chosen to be with it in this world. You know that. But without the blood, the waters, pit heal no one. I want to see if you've been fooling around before you shame all of us. Pit'll make it right. It always does. Has the pit ever taken a baby? They gonna test you. And you better blame it on somebody else. I don't care who. Now, Dwight is going to search his place again. And if he does not find a jug face, well, then we wait. We wait until the pit guides his hand to make another. What if the face I see ain't the right one? Never been wrong before, have you? Dwight! What did you do? You think you can just turn your back on us? Maurice! You all right? all my fault. Whose blood is that? Hater didn't tell you. Tell me why. Do <laughs> the pit wants what it wants. 2013 this film was released. 2013. It is the story of a backwoods community. They're kind of cultish because they pray and they give a sacrifice to a hole in the ground in the woods. All right. And this hole, you know, it's not just your average hole. It's, it's, it's deep enough. There's water there. Okay. And there's, there's a little bit of water. There's roots sticking out in the side of the hole. Can you believe that? All right. A pit. Get in the pit, okay? If you're sick, mm. you'll be cured by the pit. You could, you know, you might be home thinking, hmm, what is this an allegory for? What is this, what is this kind of, you know, like, what is this? And if, you know, if you look in the mirror and you say, oh, it's like religion. Ding, ding, ding. You got it. It's a weirdo religion, all right? And they pray to a hole. The film's budget involved a few shovels. Um, <laughs> dirt that they found in the woods. Um... And I guess some actors too and cameras, sure. Yeah. Why not? And some other people in shack. But hey, it pr- hey, actually pretty nice jugs. Somebody made those. Yeah, those are like real jugs. That was, that's like somebody's yes. very talented. Mm-hmm. Jug face. Jug face, what is that? Is that a guy that is obsessed <laughs> with hamburgers? You know, I had to do that joke again. Okay, I've been doing that for the past few episodes when we mentioned jug face. Is it the freaking Archie guy? No. No. This, it is. If it was, it would be much better. This movie would be 
10 times better. Cole Sprouse or Dylan Sprouse, whichever one of them it is. Oh, geez. Dad's in the motorcycle gang. Mm -hmm. He murders somebody. (laughs) Hey, I I cheer to that, (laughs) brother. Well, anyway, this movie revolves around a pregnant girl who doesn't want to die because she gets her. So the. It's like a, a guy who makes guy a guy who makes, makes jugs. jugs. He speaks to the hole. Okay, he speaks. The hole speaks to him. Okay, sorry. The hole speaks to him. Tells yeah. him to make jugs of a certain person, and then that's the person that will get sacrificed. This girl, she's pregnant. Guess what? She gets a jug made out of her, but nobody else sees. So she hides the jugging, and guess what happens from there? People start getting killed by the hole. All right. Don't you just hate it when a hole kills you? Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, it's a, an example of a hole killing you. You, you ate, you ate uh, some hot wings. Am I right, folks? <laughs> <laughs> Don't got to go too one. deep into that. Don't got to go too deep there. But hey, you know, uh, just another day in my paradise community. <laughs> you know, we got uh, some overalls. Maybe one of the overalls is like not on all the way. Oh, it's off. got like one little thing hanging down. Yeah, one of the <laughs> yeah. overalls is hanging off. Uh, one, yeah. Maybe a few teeth are missing. Actually, mm-hmm. guess incest. what? None of that's in there, really. Oh, incest is there. Yes, there is incest in the movie. But like, oh, God. First, right off the bat, I'll say this. None of the actors Right off in this the bat, movie, there's incest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yes, right off the bat, there is incest, but you don't know it's incest. incest. And, it, and it's not, it, like, I know, I know you're explaining it, but it's not even like the main character doesn't want it. It's a plot point that she loves her brother and is okay with this. And it's so weird to follow a character that but is okay at, with incest. At least it's, you know, condemned by the other people, right? It's not like the it's, backwoods people yeah, are it's, like... It's, yeah, look, it's not it's, like the backwoods people are like, go for, for it. it. It's the tasteful. Love, love. It's tasteful incest, all right? So these main actors... <laughs> I, I, I don't think it's tasteful. It's very... It's tasteless. They're siblings. Disgusting. It you know it tells you something about the southern community, right? This backwood southern community that she wants to hide. That that's not a commonplace. Yeah, in yeah. a community where they pray to a hole and they kill people and they sacrifice people to the hole. Like they, the community does these weird practices, but they all feel like they don't feel like they actually live in that community, right? They all look fairly normal. They feel like. They don't look like they were made from incest. They don't look like genetically, you know, deformed or anything. The, all these people are just like actors <laughs> that are, they, maybe they put like a little sweat on them. Fake a little sweat, sweat, a little dirt. Maybe a little dirt. Rough but up otherwise, their hair a bit. Yeah, rough up their hair. They look a little gross. I won't say they look completely like not normal. Like, really like they just seven, got out of the but RV. It, but it's not your normal movie where you're scared of like backwoods hill people they just seem kind of like rednecks in a way yeah they're just like rednecks yeah who happen to pray to a hole yeah and And sacrifice sacrifice people but the problem is they're not crazy because the hole is actually killing people yeah the hill and the hole actually heals people so the wouldn't this be a much interesting movie if like you didn't know like yeah. i don't know it would be much know. if the hole wasn't real if these people just believed in a hole it would be way it, scarier it would and be then much scarier because it's like you gotta get away from the society <laughs> yeah and there's a away. dude just making faces on jugs just because he wants to kill them because he was fucking 
on like shit faced on moonshine. Yeah, because moonshine's a big part of this movie. Like it yeah. comes up a lot. But it's it's so odd because she wants to survive. She's like a character you're supposed to not like. Like, but you and you like you're like just die already. Just sacrifice yourself so you can save people because her being alive is killing other people. Yeah, it's yeah. causing their death. Like she causes her brother's death. Spoiler alert. Okay, her husband to f- be. Yeah, she got her yeah. husband to be her friend, who was, mm-hmm. I guess, her friend. She her dies. Dad. Her freaking dad dies. Okay, and guess what, folks? You might be thinking, well, you know that you got to get your deaths. It's a horror movie. Does it at least show some good deaths? No, no, no. But don't see. You don't see really anything except for some blood and some entrails. But they're kind of like, it's so weird. They're like off-screen, kind of like the entrails. You know. Like yeah. it shows some stuff, but it's like mostly just like eh, let's not let's pre- like pretend there's something else there because of budgetary restrictions. I just like every time someone gets killed, I'm like budgetary restrictions. <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely this movie is insanely low budget. Like there, there, there is probably like they are probably working with nothing on the this. most money. Probably went to that ghost boy. Yeah, the ghost boy. <laughs> uh, maybe that main actress is from Blade Runner. She plays Rachel. Um, maybe she cost a little bit of money. That's about it. <laughs> I don't know. Lauren Ashley Carter? Yes, yeah, that's the mom. Oh, by the way, this film is directed by Chad Crawford Kinkle. Who, uh, oh, his, Chad Kinkle. This is his first movie. I was looking at uh, his, oh, sec- his second movie, which I don't know if that's actually a real thing or not that you can watch. I didn't look that deep into it, but this, the premise of his second movie is a woman escapes a cult, a backwoods cult, and but guess what? Her past comes to haunt her. Which I was thinking this movie would be so much better if she like escaped the cult, right? Yeah. It's like I was thinking, what if the whole is real and she starts seeing visions of people from her cult, like her family die, while she's like while she's escaping. just away. Because like yeah she's just very stupid. <laughs> her escape is so bad. She goes immediately to the one person that knows the family. <laughs> That's going <laughs> to yeah. obviously call the fucking people because he does business with them. Yeah. It's, it's just, she's the classic dumb horror protagonist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it. I didn't like it. No. And you know what? You mentioned uh, the ghost kid. Oh, William, and you yeah, said that might might have been the most expensive part of the movie. I don't know. It looks to me like a Tim and Eric effect. <laughs> it looked like a something out of like bedtime stories. The uh, yeah, I mean, like it wasn't good, but it <laughs> yeah, yeah, it wasn't good, but it probably still cost money. <laughs> yeah, well, near the end, when her and the guy are tied up near the hole, and then the boy who's been warning her this whole time, saying you need to sacrifice yourself to save everybody. Okay. What are you doing? Why are you doing this? You need to die. Uh, when he goes with the old man, her grandpa, who's like, doesn't speak. He's just like typical dirty old man. Uh, they go to like save her. And so she can escape. And then she decides, oh, she's no, like, no, I don't want to die. I'm going to stay here because I don't want them to hurt the weird, the weird guy that makes the jugs. Yeah. That looked like something out of like a comedy. There's a problem with this movie that, they don't even give you a chance to be like, oh, the pit's fake. 
because they showed the pit killing somebody before you even find out she was supposed to be sacrificed. Yeah. So it doesn't even give you the chance to be like, oh, fuck. Are these people just trying to kill people for this pit? Like, Just trying to knock right? off people in the community, but no, doesn't even no, like They show yeah. that's a real thing. Yeah. Right? Like so the movie starts with like animation that shows you kind of like the backstory and I think that might be the best part of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I think so too. Uh, it's a very neat uh, intro. It's a yeah. neat way to show exposition without any dialogue. Uh Yeah. And just throw it in during the opening credits. Easy. But then right off the bat uh right off the bat just looking at like the cinematography of this film, looking at the mm-hmm. film itself, it's very bright. Um, clearly, you know, they're in the woods during the daytime, uh, whatever they're doing. They're trying to do like a natural light thing here, but it looks overlit. Right. Yeah. Uh, not, not, not a very scary thing unless you're talking about like midsummer <laughs> where it's like utilized in the right way. Like, well, you yeah, why it's so bright. I, oh, I, 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 dear, oh, go ahead. Oh, I, I feel like this could have been scary if the pit you didn't know right away that it was a real thing killing people there's no like suspense or like yeah. wonder of like oh shit the pit's gonna kill people yeah the the horror comes from her skipping out and people dying but you don't really care about these people so it's not it, it, it's not very scary you don't really i guess care in the end yeah because people are dying these people are like they're sacrificial lamb folk, you know? They just yeah. kill They kill people. And you yeah. don't even like her because then it's like she could be saving these people if she just died. But, right? Yeah. So it's like you don't like anybody. Yeah, but I also... Think, I think they tried to, like, make it, like, you feel sympathy because she has a baby. I think that's the idea is, like, well, how do we make it more sympathetic? Oh, she has a baby. But... With her but, brother. Yeah, with her brother. <laughs> that's the problem. She's like really selfish, has no personality. Uh, she's very defensive of a jug man, a man who makes jugs, and the jugs are the things that kill, like, are what, the reason why people die. Um, and the jug man himself, like, there's no chemistry between these two. Like, you don't really no, know what their relationship is. They're just kind of friends. It's like she's friends with the town weirdo. Um, but, like, he's the most important town weirdo of all time because he's, yeah. like, the one that keeps everyone alive. He chooses who lives or dies. So, like, yeah. he's not going to, like, they're obviously not going to kill him. They're going to punish him if he does something wrong. But, like, they need him. If he goes, then everyone's dead. No, they said like, the pit will choose a new, new person, jug maker or whatever. Oh, I must have missed that part of the lore. Sorry, sorry. Okay. But, like... Then why don't they just kill him then? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. And they get mad at him. They're like, you killed these people for no reason. And you wonder, like, why did he? Why? I, I guess from his perspective, it kind of makes more sense. It's like this young lady's like friends with me, gives me attention. <laughs> I guess no one the else. The one person who likes yeah. me here. Yeah. That's the only thing that makes sense in this relationship. But like her friendship with this guy makes no sense it's not that he was saving her it was uh that he couldn't find the jug so he just went ahead and made it he made his own jug and then they sacrificed that dude to the pit yeah it was like you sacrificed the wrong dude and then they killed somebody because i I guess he doesn't look at the jug when he makes it i guess well i think i mean yes that yeah that is part of it like you see him looking for the jugs but i think like 
he is obviously attracted to her. I mean, you find out in the end, he says, I he love loves you, her. Door. Um, so, like, I think he kind of knew. He's, like, looking at her and stuff. You see it in his, like, facial expressions. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, he, he, he gives an okay performance. I think there are, it's, like, all right performances across the board, whatever, subpar. Yeah, I mean, it's got my boy uh, Larry Fessenden as the as the dad. Dad, he's wonderful always. (laughs) Yeah, but I think the problem is just that the the characters are all pretty one note. Like the mom's a freak. She's like the biggest freak of the movie. She wants to look at her damn vagina, (laughs) her bloody vagina, to make sure she's not pregnant, which is like very. that was the scariest part of the movie. Yeah, I mean, yeah that's, that's that's the that's most unsettling part. Yeah, and yeah. I think it needed maybe more of that because otherwise, just just feels like a community just of like people, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, yeah, it needed to be a community of freaks because they're not freaks if the pit is really killing people, right? Yeah, they're just they're at the will of this like. Elder God, aren't they kind of protecting (laughs) us from the pit by sacrificing in their community and not bringing it to us? Kind of, yeah. They're kind of heroes in the end. Like, like they're not freaks if it's really happening. It's like if it's like if the Crucible, the Crucible was like, oh, it's good that they're killing the witches. They need to kill more witches. Oh, they are witches, and and they're awful. Yeah. Like Winona Ryder and Daniel uh, Day Lewis, they need to die, okay? Because they're killing other people. All right. Mm-hmm. It's just, I don't know. I don't know. I thought it was, I guess we'll get into final thoughts. I don't really have much else to say. Yeah. But, it just... uh, it's So, my best thing I could say about this movie one, it's short, <laughs> it is only 82 <laughs> minutes. Uh, and it's, comp- it's competently made, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's, it's boring as shit. There really isn't much here. I think. The story itself seems like one of the, it's like, oh, we're, you know, it's based on like, I don't know, Shakespearean tragedy or Greek tragedy or the Bible, whatever, you know, uh, uh, you know, influence you want to take to make it seem smarter. Um, But I don't know. It's boring. Not much to the personality here. I think if you want to watch a, a Southern movie where not much happens, I would recommend watching like Winter's Bone, right? Because Winter's, yeah. Winter's Bone I don't exactly remember the plot of what it, or like the story there. I know it's about like uh, relationships, you know, family, similar. It's, it's like a meandering kind of yeah, movie. It meanders in the woods, but like mm-hmm. the emotional stakes are there. Uh, yeah. And great the, acting. Right. And you'd think like the stakes would be high. Like our main character is going to die, but by the end, it just kind of happens. And we, I like, you just like, Oh, Okay, it just keeps the same tone throughout the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Very one note and very dry and bland. Whatever. It's a whatever movie to me. I, I feel like if they did want the pit to actually kill people, right? They could have kept it how it was, except for don't kill anybody until the brother got in the pit, right? Like, save it a little bit before it just outright starts killing people, mm-hmm. right? Let, let, the, let, your, let the audience be, like, thinking oh, fuck, these people are just killing people because they're crazy, this pit. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the, when you see the brother die because he's sick and he jumps in the pit, you can be like, oh, fuck, the whole thing's real. And that's like towards the end of the movie. That's like last 20 minutes. But uh, I don't know. 
I I don't like it. It was boring. Great, great yeah. example of a movie where a girl is being hunted and they're trying to kill her because they think there's like a curse or something is ready or not. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's yeah, good example. No spoilers for ready or not, but go watch ready or not. Go watch ready or not. It 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 does this but better. And like It's funny too. It yeah. is funny. But like it's yeah, that's a good point. It's like the same sort of premise, but like it ready or not wouldn't be a good movie if right at the beginning they're like and everyone dies. Yeah. Right? Like if if it shows somebody dying. Yeah. <laughs> but the joke of Ready or Not is that these people are nuts. And they and it's like loaded with personality too, because all the characters are like just constantly fumbling. It's like the how I think real people would act, but in a comedic yeah. way. Yeah. But what do you, but what about you, Nathan? Um on one hand, I can appreciate that a movie this odd and just like wacky got made. It's just execution is is but like we keep talking about it. It's just like it's done so horribly wrong and it's so boring. It's not it's not very interesting. Just yeah. could have been better. It, like, it could have been written better. I know it's like low budget and it's Yeah, yeah right? it's it's low budget, but at its core it's the writing. You can still write a better story. You can still yeah. do this better with no budget. You don't even have to show kills. They see yeah. pe- people die, but hey, um you don't see the pit do it. How yeah. do these people die? How Some people something die? along those lines. Yeah. I yeah. Don't know. Yeah. If if it didn't show you like the perspective of the pit killing mm-hmm. people, get rid of like, that whole thing with the kid, the ghost but kid, the ghost kid. Cut that out. The actual like quote unquote scary stuff is when she's like seeing what the pit's doing. That's like the only time anything like interesting happens when her like eyes glaze over and there's like. A camera flying around and stuff like that's the only time the movie actually like kicks into high gear. But I didn't really like those parts. I don't. Yeah, know. I'm not saying they're good, but I'm yeah. saying that's all the movie yeah. has, except for like maybe the baby in the fucking, uh, you know, the baby in the bathtub. That vision. Yeah. There. But other than that, I mean, also uh, the, oh, the know, jugs. The it had the jugs. The jugs were nice. Yeah, the faces on <laughs> the, the jugs. The faces, the jugs. The jugs were a decent prop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Can they, I get one of those? Last episode, not last episode, but uh, two episodes ago, I said I think the babysitter was going to be the worst one. I think this is the worst one. I spoke yeah, too that, soon. At that time, I had already watched this one, yeah, and you said too. the babysitter's the worst one, and I was like, hold on, wait yeah, a minute. Yeah, I, I jumped the gun there. I, this made me want to watch the babysitter too. Again. <laughs> like, I need something like actually, like I don't know, with a pulse. I don't yeah, know. it's one of those things where it's like you can't really judge a movie based off the first thirty minutes because you know first like usually the first thirty minutes or fifteen minutes is all set up right. Yeah, setting up the action that's to come later, but then this movie sets up things like it's it it all feels like set up right. Yeah, because it is and just like telling you about this community and what they do, and it's like okay. I thought the setup was better, right? Like the opening sequence when the guy is fucking making the jug and yeah. like you're learning about these backwards people and you're like, oh fuck. These people are crazy. And then it turns out they're not crazy. But they yeah. are kind of crazy still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they're but they're not because the, yeah, they're yeah. actually killing people. Pick a side movie. Come on. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. 
It's a movie that at I least, will probably never watch again. At least this wasn't the final movie, right? It wasn't. At least we have another movie after this. Yep. One because more if, movie. If we, if we ended on this note, I think it would have been not, not the best. <laughs> I'll say that. Yeah. So at least there's only going up from here. We would right? have got. We would yeah. have gotten jug on our face. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we don't want that. But hey. Uh, Let's get to a commercial break, a.k.a. Yeah. just the trailer for the next movie, Pontypool. Uh, because the Zoom call is about to end. And we'll come on back. See you later. What you are hearing is an actual radio broadcast. It is the only recording of the event. Roadblocks preventing people from leaving and entering the area. Everybody is under quarantine. Blood! Blood! We still do not have an official version of these events, and it's very difficult at this moment to get a fix on what has happened. They cut into our signal. Ken? And their, their eyes. He's looking at me. For your safety, please avoid contact with family members and restrain from the following. All terms of endearment. For greater safety, Do not translate this message. Do not translate. Just listen to me. Bonnie pool. Auntie pool. Do I? I'm gonna go do it. Do You're it. Do it. All right. It's Take about a, a dip in the Pony pool. Sorry. All right. It's about a cowboy who uh, hates Christmas, but he's lost in the snow. Yes. Yeah. He has a podcast about how he hates Christmas. But you know what? At the end of the movie, Lawrence love it. And he goes on his radio show and says, Hey, world, let's kiss. Mm-hmm. Kiss for Christmas. Yeah. AFI number three. He says, Best quote of all time Christmas is kiss. Christmas is kiss. What if the Grinch had a podcast? Right? Wouldn't that? I'd be pretty exhausting rhyming all the time. Having the, every sentence has to be a rhyme. That'd be a not great. I mean, not great time. Imagine being a guest on that podcast. Yeah, you got to be like, uh, so the wuzzles are buzzled today. Out in the winter snow. Okay. And no. The other guy's like, well, uh, well, I came on here to talk about my new book. Um, it's uh, about the AIDS crisis. So I don't know why you're rhyming so much. I think what you're doing right now is a little offensive. And um, Everybody it, out here has AIDS. I think that maybe my um, manager uh, might have scheduled me uh, for this <laughs> podcast thinking it was something else. <laughs> I'm sorry. And then the Grinch is like, uh, oh, I'm sorry, man. And that makes his heart grow three times bigger. 
Because he becomes a more mature and better person. And he doesn't talk about poo-poo, pee-pee anymore. He talks about the serious things. Okay. Well, Punchful is really plan. about is a radio talk show uh, gets a breaking scoop at a terrible event that has happened in their town, the Canada town of Pontypool. Mm-hmm. And they don't really know what's happening. And uh, they're reporting on it. And the whole movie takes place inside of the radio station. One place. Imagine. So One remember, remember, remember how Dawn of the Dead starts? It starts in the uh, the news station, and everyone's freaking <laughs> out. Everyone's going nuts. Everyone's going. This movie is like it's the first part of Dawn of the Dead. Kind of like whole that movie, but like, but like building to that, right? Building up to the insanity. Yeah. Building up to like what is going on? Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, and I, th- uh, the the casting of this film is pretty perfect. The uh, Grant Mazzy, the uh, radio talk show host, played mm-hmm. by Stephen McCaddy. What talk about perfect casting? It is perfect casting. He is a cowboy. So good. He is so damn good. And I would mm-hmm. listen to his radio program. Yeah, I would too. <laughs> yeah, he's such a good character, and his face is so expressive. He kind of reminded me of um, in Fright Night, Peter Vincent. Uh, but yeah. that, like that kind of performance yeah. where it's like his face really sells what's going on yeah, yeah. and very- I mean that's what you need because like this movie is all about horror through words and dialogue and like mm-hmm. reaction rather than actually showing it that's the that's the idea yeah. he's a man who has uh, such a grasp on the human you know the English language mm-hmm. I was going to say the human English language like a dog speak English language. Like, what is that? Dog? <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's a man who both has such a grasp on the English language and delivering it in such a, uh, a podcaster's dream, really. That mm-hmm. yeah, wonderful uh, bravado. Uh, but also um, has such a uh, range in his expressions. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when he like, he like, you can't tell if he's actually starting to go nuts or not, right? Like you don't know if he's like turning, because uh, when yeah. he when things start to go really haywire, and you don't really know how people are turning it. Like you think you know you assume like zombies bite each other and that's how they turn. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get. I think we'll get to that in a second. How people actually turn, yeah. even though it's kind of a spoiler. Um, but when he's he like, thinks he's getting punked when, when things it's first yeah. happening. When yeah. he thinks things are it's like a joke or like he thinks maybe society really is crumbling he really starts losing it kind of yeah yeah um but also he's a man i think you can you kind of i don't know you trust him because he's like he's the radio host he delivers the news he broke this story yeah right yeah and, bbc contacts him yeah they're they're uh they're um uh what's it they're like their uh parent broadcaster or whatever yeah yeah um because it's a small station this character mazzy uh i guess he was a much more popular radio host kind of came from a i don't know it, it doesn't really say if he came from like a bigger studio i guess yeah but, he's but implied. it's implied he's yeah, kind of like implied. a howard stern yeah like kind of howard sternish and he's got shock, fired shock jock right and and then now has to go to a small town a small cold canadian town Yes, and his... But he's a cowboy. Mm-hmm. How does he live yeah. in the snow? That's right. And his... he says, I hate winter. And it's never really brought up again. 
He just doesn't yeah. like it. But he's I a man. He's a you know he's a man who tells it like it is. Right, his whole thing about take no prisoners, kind of typical shock jock guy. His whole thing is about upsetting people, getting them riled up, getting riled up. But then guess up. what? Good listeners. What if he inadvertently caused an, a zombie apocalypse? <gasps> and didn't really even do anything, but it's like the night of the complainers is what I would call it. Right? <laughs> night of the complainers. Because these zombies aren't really actually they're not like sick. Like they like they didn't get like coronavirus and become zombies. No. They their brains caused it, right? Hearing words caused it. Yeah, it's like almost explained like a virus has attached itself to certain words in the English language and saying those words turns people. It, it's interesting. I, yeah. It's once a you, concept. Once you comprehend a word, you really start to understand what it means, I guess. You become... Yeah. A, yeah. And I've never, ever seen anything like that before. It was no. refreshing, actually. Even if it's like something you got to like, it's hard to grasp that first, that concept. Um, it is unique actually yeah it's a very I think unique take. that's what's nice about it it's um you know a different take on the whole zombie thing even though zombies is like a loose term i guess with this but it is a movie that understands when it's most successful is when it's building up the tension right when you're yeah. listening to these insane yeah radio announcements or like he's talking to someone on the phone the uh the sunshine chopper guy <laughs> yeah like basically out there in the shit yeah because he's describing like the person's son dying in front of him yeah and they speak like a baby yeah yeah it's um i think that's what's so like neat about this movie i think it's tense with sound design and building up like how 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 to describe things in a way where it scares the audience and they don't even have to see it because this movie gets tense and it's just Mazzy just does. riffing on the radio. It, yep. It's it's intense sometimes. I I took a screenshot of when I stopped being like crazy into the I was like, wow, this movie's so good. Mm-hmm. And then when the doctor crawled through the window and showed up, I was like Yeah, just okay. out of nowhere. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> no. All right. Yeah. And the movie like I feel like really went down from there when it uh became like Nobody is calling into the station and like everything is happening in where every, all the action is actually happening within the studio. Mm -hmm. I kind of lost interest when like there's outside things happening and you don't really know Mm -hmm. what's going on and you're like, Oh wow, that's really interesting. Yeah. I I almost think like they didn't really know how to make a climax with just this like scenario. So they kind of had to bring that in. And maybe that kind of lessens it a little bit because, like, uh, if the, if it was all radio show, I think this movie would be just like talked about a lot, like extremely impressive to keep with that. And I still think it's interesting past that point, but yeah, I do yeah. think it loses me a little. I, I do have a couple issues with it. I mean, I love this movie. I actually really enjoyed it. Um, but I talked how great the sound design was, but there's times where it's awful. I don't know if you guys, I hated the music. I, I really couldn't stand it. Um, it was the overpowering music? and it like over, it was overblown. Like it. Oh, there were times. Yeah. There were, there were like, especially near the end when it gets way too loud and you can't hear what they're saying. Yeah. It just goes the, over dialogue. The it's, sound mixing. Yeah. It was a little too much by the end. Yeah. Yeah. 
And for a movie all about sound, I feel like it it shouldn't have done something like that. It's it's weird. I wouldn't say the the third act drops the ball. I don't think it becomes mm-hmm. like no. I'll, yeah, it doesn't it's like good. Yeah, it didn't really lose me. But yes, it it gets a little too uh, heavy handed maybe by the end when it's just like we actually we need to explain stuff. We need to like have something happening. Um, and they kind of the way they do it is like I wouldn't say traditional in any way. Like it's no. a zombie movie. Like a, doc- a doctor calls to the window is like, oh yes, I've seen this before. Just it's out of this. nowhere, he just yeah, shows yeah. Like, okay. It's so such a weird setup. Clemson- isn't their place supposed to be surrounded? Isn't that the idea? Yeah, yeah. But it's never explained why. I guess I assume the reason why all the zombies were crowding the doctor's office was because. Of- they think they're sick, maybe? Or he had some kind of connection to it. Because he seemed to know a lot with yeah. it and only a short stretch of time. Because mm-hmm. like him showing up and uh, Mazzy finding out about it was maybe like 30, 45 minutes. Because I, I, this movie was in real time, I'm guessing. Like, very real time. So maybe yeah. he knew about it. Yeah, I... Um... Yeah, the most the bulk of the movie is pretty like masterful tension building, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, it, it does lose a bit when uh, it has to show stuff happening. Um, but I didn't think it showed too much, right? No. And, and the stuff it showed, I thought was uh, either scary enough, I guess, or like. You know, like when she's banging her head against the the glass, I think that's kind of freaky, or odd enough to be like complexing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it gave me something to like I don't know ponder about. I guess yeah, like why does they do that? But even I'm when not, like I wasn't like taken out entirely. Yeah, because even when like zombies show up, they're talking the whole time, which I think is interesting. They're kind of like chatting to themselves and like shouting which i mean it's just enough of a little bit of a twist to make it yeah interesting maybe just because the movie kind of it does change in the last act because it you know when they realize that oh talking is bad we shouldn't be talking in a dialogue driven movie yeah um, they have to kind of change things like it has to become more about actions than words uh and maybe the actions aren't the strongest part of this movie yeah that's that's the i think that's the issues the first two acts are just such they're it's such good writing and then you lose kind of lose it in the third act it's like you don't get to hear much dialogue maybe right. maybe that's what it is the contrast is just too too high too like an example is that clip that you sent to us will where he's uh, attacked by the zombie from the like the lawrence of arabia singing part like when that zombie shows back up in the end to attack Mazzy. And then for no reason, the screen like freezes and he disappears and you just hear action. And then yeah. they're both kicking the zombie. <laughs> it's weird. I don't know what that yeah. scene is. It's almost like they lost footage and there was no way to go back. So they're like, we'll just do a jump cut, do a weird jump cut. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't feel know. like that might that might have been what happened. Yeah. And the last the very end of this movie, uh, these characters still don't seem to understand what makes these zombies, like what, like what makes them tick. They don't really understand all of it. They don't understand the science as much, which I like. Yeah. I, I kind of like that we're not, we don't know everything. It's still kind of a mystery. 
yeah. in a sense. Like we don't know if it's actually like comprehension actually, you know, is causing this, right? Yeah. We don't we don't truly know. It's not solved, no. Um but it just kind of becomes delirious and I think the movie loses track of itself. Yeah. Right? Of like what it means like and what we need, what information we need to be like, I don't know, scary enough to work, I guess. If that yeah. makes, if that does that make sense? I mean No, I, I get you totally. It, yeah. it becomes pure delirium. And at that point you feel like you've lost you've like the movie's lost its sanity. Um Yeah. Yeah. But I you know I have nothing but like praise for the rest of the movie. Yeah, no, yeah. I I think like this movie's first two acts make up kind of for a, me- a mixed up ending because those first two acts kill it. I think it's yeah, awesome. it's really really good. Yeah, comparing let's comparing this to Jug Face, right? This is an ex- <laughs> Pontypool is a great example of a movie having good characters, and that helps the horror out a lot because you don't want to yeah. see these characters get hurt. You don't want to see them like. Want us like if he has to, if he sacrifices himself, he's a hero. In Jugface, if she sacrifices herself, you think about oh, she's all these people have already died anyway. Yeah, yeah. it's just like a matter of time situation. It's also yeah. a good example of uh, suspense and not like like the 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 fear of the unknown. You don't really know what's happening. Yeah, yeah. mystery. Because like like what we talked about in Jugface where you knew the whole time this, you don't know the whole time. And even in the end, you don't truly understand it, um, right. which it has that nice mystery. It keeps you talking about it. It's a, good, yeah. yeah. It's a good example of actual scares off screen, right? Because in jug yes. face, in jug face, when it shows us the kills, you don't, you're still not seeing things. It's obscured. It's like, here's some blood and here's a little bit of CGI blood, whatever. Like it feels yeah. extremely not even half-assed, quarter-assed. Like yeah. we're not seeing any actual kills. This is not cool. This is not scary. But here, hearing like I don't know the sunshine chopper guy turn, that's yeah, creepy. It's, it's like creepy, playing a yeah. horror yeah. game. Like I was thinking of like horror games, like listening to audio tapes and stuff. Yeah, and how effective that can be. I think like Alan Wake doesn't Alan Wake use like radio stations and stuff. Yeah, I think the Alan Wake, radio. Bioshock. It yeah. reminded me of Alan Wake a bit, uh, where it's like there is an atmosphere here, but there's also there's something going on, and we know it's like if you read the description, you know it's like zombies, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I but didn't. It, it. Oh, you, you didn't, and that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Off the off the bat, it starts with a nice cold atmosphere, right? Yeah, and it just goes from there and it's, it's scary. It really riles you up. It gets you paranoid. I was, I went to walk my dog like 20 minutes in and I was like, let's get back inside. <laughs> Hurry. I thought it was going right. to be a, uh, a certain word that was the infection, not just like any word could be the infection. Yeah. Right. Like I thought it was like, mm-hmm. Oh fuck. Have they said the word? But like, instead it's like any word that you truly understand. Yeah, like uh, I, I was thinking, yeah, it might be like a Manchurian candidate thing where it's like they're unlocked, right? Gotcha. You said yeah. the sentence, you said it, and now they're a zombie. But then it makes more sense that it's one specific word for each person because yeah. then, you know, then Mazzy and the producer would have turned 
right with the doctor. Yeah, he said I think three. I think that's the idea, right? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. otherwise, they would have heard the word, and then everybody's changing. Yeah. And I like I like when they start speaking other. They start speaking French, and the guy starts speaking German. We don't German. get subtitles for that. Yeah. Well, yeah. you do a little bit though, right? Some pop- subtitles come up like for two sentences, right? And it's then they really they're odd. not there. It might have been just like our version that we watched. It could Possibly. have been. But it also is like the editor. <laughs> I, I uh, they're just like let's just get a little bit weird <laughs> with the last half. Yeah. Oh, like the end of this movie. Yeah, and like that the message that's like, don't hold your loved ones. Or like do things with your loved ones, right? Because like yeah. right now I just put together like, oh I guess like holding like a child, right? Like your kid could be like, Oh, this is love mm-hmm. and then like fucking it gets stuck in your head and you turn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do they say avoid baby talk or use baby talk? They said use baby talk. Use baby cause, talk. Because I think I, it's supposed to be opposite of like the yeah, English language. Understanding. Like, yeah. Like babies yeah. just say words, even though they don't understand what they actually are. Yeah. So I'm guessing I'm guessing what the like film is saying. Because Ma- <laughs> Mazzy yes. Mazzy is a good character and I understand why he doesn't turn because he just says things, right? He just he's says just things. A, he's just a talker. He's a radio host. He just Yeah. yeah. He talks about people dying without, like, really, you know, thinking empathy. about it. <laughs> yeah, right. Mm-hmm. It's not like he he says shitheads. Like, what does that actually mean? So his a person like, who has shit for a head. His, maybe that's like the idea because I mean, he has that whole bit where like he talks about the people in the van getting drunk, the cops being drunk, and being and then funny. The, yeah, and the woman later is like, no, they're alcoholics. And like he was saying things without truly understanding the consequences. Maybe that's the idea in a way. Yeah. Like you take a, it that way. As a news, you know, like a news reporter reports the news but can't show emotion or can't, if they actually have to like feel what they're talking about, they'll go nuts. I'm talking about people yeah. dying all day, the worst shit in the world <laughs> yeah. happening. Yeah. You go insane. So it's like, yeah, I understand why Mazzy doesn't turn. I understand why the producer doesn't turn. The girl has to talk to people on the phone, right? So yeah. like, and she seemingly is like, it's newer to this. She might be like an intern. I don't know. But she's not as hardened as them. She's not as cynical, right? Yeah. Um, what was her word? I don't remember. I don't think it was. Oh, it was like Mazzy missing. Missing, yeah. Mazzy missing. missing. Missing is Mazzy, yeah. Yeah. Um. And Mazzy, I think the reason why he kind of goes nuts too is because like he's not trying to comprehend what's going on, right? Yeah. That's why he's saying, oh, it might be a prank or like he's trying to do like, it's about these mental gymnastics of trying not to actually understand what's going on. Yeah. And I think relevant, hindsight relevancy here is that because we're in a pandemic, it's like, don't, we can't truly understand what's going on and and like try to comprehend it because Mm -hmm. and you'll go nuts almost three hundred thousand people haven't died yeah (laughs) right you can't really you don't really you try not to think about it don't exactly about it and i think that's i think where the satire kicks in of this film Mm -hmm. is the way we comprehend news the way we talk to each other about things that are going on and you know watch the news and just like you know consume what we're being told but yeah. not truly comprehend it because if we do 
It's like you're going to go into a spiral. How do we live? Yeah. You're going to become a, a complainer. You're going to become a zombie. Yeah. Because it'll break your brain. And I, you know, I think that's pretty great. Jesus. <laughs> Even if it fumbles the ball a little bit in the end. I still I, think that there's a lot there. It's strong. Yeah. It, it's, it's a good concept. Very good concept. Uh, and I think, I don't think, don't, don't think too hard about it maybe because. <laughs> because you'll turn into a zombie. I think if the, if, I think if I watched this a few years ago, I would have been like, oh, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause I, sometimes I have a low tolerance for uh, a co- maybe a concept From, like this. Okay. Yeah. Where it's like believability is like out the window, but it's like, but here it worked very well. Cause I think the first 40, 50 minutes hour, extremely tense. Oh yeah. Great build up to a, a crazy reveal. I think it's a like uh, just in a filmmaking standpoint, anybody who is a low budget filmmaker, just watch the first two acts of this movie and how you can do something on a low budget, like, and be yeah. effective. It's good. Yeah. Well, I guess. You hear that thoughts, jug huh? face? <laughs> yeah. You hear that? You low budget piece of shit. Garbage. <laughs> just kidding. Kinkle make another movie. I'll watch yeah. it. I'll watch, I'll yeah, watch, I'll watch I'll, it. I'll watch I'll, Kinkle stuff. I'll Look, finish your filmography. You made a movie. You made a feature film, and it was yeah. That's something it's I haven't like I done. It. I didn't hate Jug Face. Maybe. Here's the thing. It's I didn't still, think it. I didn't think I, it was poorly made. <laughs> I appreciate how weird it is. I, there's things yes. that I could say I pull from that that I appreciate. I just didn't really enjoy it. But if that's what the filmmaker's vision was, that's that's on yeah, them. Yeah. If they enjoy what they made. Cool. I, I can't make. I couldn't make a movie. I don't know. I couldn't make a movie like that. Yeah. <laughs> I probably wouldn't, but <laughs> not gonna happen. Watch Winner's Bone. <laughs> Is that the takeaway? Right. You heard it here first. Watch like, Winner's Bone. The director of Winner's Bone makes very similar movies in the sense they, you know, they're very quiet, very subtle. Don't know. Like by the end, you think like, oh, did anything really happened in that movie, but they're still emotionally impactful. And I really just think about Winter's Bone because, I mean, that's the first Southern movie that came to my mind where not much happens. Uh, And it's trying, it's kind of about family and survival. Yeah. Right. And at the time, Jennifer Lawrence wasn't a well-known actress. That was her breakout role. And that was kind of a breakout. Yeah. Yeah. Not, you know, I hate to be that guy. I hate to, you know, compare a uh, a first time film to an Oscar nominated film. <laughs> Her name's Deborah Granick. Yeah. That's the director. She, yeah, she, she also made, made um, Leave No Trace. Leave No Trace, which I really liked. A very good movie. I like her films. Okay. Good. And I guess that's a positive note to end on. <laughs> yeah, no, Pontypool, great movie. Positive note. Yeah, and uh, check out. Ever Granick's films. <laughs> yeah. Right. Don't, don't, you don't have to worry about watching Jug Face. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. We did it for you, right? We did it for you. So you don't have to. Exactly. Right. And I, there's a certain person I think about when they, you know, they do things for us and we don't have to do them. Do you know who I'm talking about? The nostalgia critic. The nostalgia critic. <laughs> Doug Walker. He does it for us. So we don't have I've, to. I've never I, watched the nostalgia critic or a. Hey, uh, video will will well, we we'll watch Doug on soon. no we watched so you don't have to will so don't worry uh, about it thank, thank god <laughs> yeah well folks 
for the Media Boys Mediathon. Uh, well, what are we doing next week? Well, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Sorry, I was about to close this out. Yeah. yeah we we got to say what we're doing next week, but also, what were your favorites of the Mediathon? I would say maybe three favorites, like your, your, um, your absolute, the ones you want to go night. back to. Yeah. Um, two more? Do you have two more, Will? Uh, Fright Night again. <laughs> really? And then maybe uh, Fright Night. Terrific. Yeah. Let me see the um, let me see the list. Yeah, I'm looking at the list now. I think my favorite new movie, my favorite movie that I hadn't seen before was Fright Night. Fright Night's just a ton of fun. Really love it. I'll watch it again. My favorite rediscovery was probably The Fly. The Fly is a masterpiece, oh, and I forgot about it. And then The Skin I Live In. I just really enjoy that movie. I appreciate it. The Fly, Fright Night, Possessor. Okay, I, The Fly, Fright Night, and They Live. Those are the ones that are just like established list picks. If yeah. I had a, you know, if if I was watching a list with someone I've never who's never seen these movies, I would definitely put them on there. Uh, definitely bonus points to Pawnee Pool and The Skin I Live In. Uh, yeah, Delicatessen deserves some too. Not the poo poo on Delicatessen, but I, yeah, I like Delicatessen, but I wouldn't put it on a really. I wouldn't put it on a Halloween list. I'm just going based yeah. off of like. Halloween horror specific. And obviously I think Possessor fits on a horror list mm-hmm. or a Halloween list. The skin I live in probably uh, I would put on, I don't know. I, I would not put it list? on. I wouldn't put on a horror list to give somebody. But um, not a Halloween list. Yeah. <laughs> someone, maybe someone who's like into shock cinema, I guess. Yeah. Hey, you like messed up shit? Watch this. I'm not going to put Delicatessen on that list. We broke that myth. Delicatessen is not that messed up. And you know what? But The Exorcist I would probably put on there. Cause like, oh, The Exorcist is a classic. Exorcist, yeah. yeah. It's a classic. I guess, yeah, at the end of the day, The Exorcist Possessor and The Skin I Live In, I would put on a, a messed up list. These are freaking messed up, bro. Ooh, messed up movies. Messed up movies. Where would you put Joke Face? In the trash can. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> and then it goes into the landfill. Terrific. And then into the pit. Oh, yeah. Get in the pit, jug face. Come on. I want to see you get down. Mm-hmm. Where they get the clay to make the jugs. Mm-hmm. Is that where they get the clay? Oh. That would make sense. Oh, that does make sense. That does that make sense. Just... That w- does make sense. Well, what are we going to do next time? Will, so... do you remember? <laughs> Uh, we're doing Jackbox and an album. Yeah. What album are we doing? Do you remember, Nathan? Anime, divorce, and trauma. I might have gotten that flipped around by Open Mike Eagle, comedian cool. rapper. That's, um, us, that's us kind of saying, hey, yeah, we still do games and music. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, you know, we'll do something a little different than movies just to take a little break from it. And then after that, we're back to normal format. Yeah, we'll probably get back to normal format. And then guess what? Christmas time, Mediathon. It's back on, baby. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, I'm Chris Mealy. Chris Show Mealy. That's me. His, well, actually, no, sorry. His show, his so really scary. One last time, I got to say it. Yep. I'm Nathaniel Bones. And I'm Gulliam Doyle. And you know what? Signing off from Pontypool. That's good night. Good night, boys. That cat is still missing. They never find the cat.